lost it. Yes. Is this how it starts? God, major burn coming from Dave Jeskow. Well, you know how I right like to off. start the show. I like to start with music and anthem and uh, I'm in school. But I am starting with music. You just don't hear it now. Oh, yes, it's that's all, right. I like your opening theme. That's right. It's all post-production. Yeah, I like to hear it. You know, it gets me excited. Yeah. Yeah. So you play your music. See, we do it differently. Mm. You play your music like, oh, can you put your coffee on that, that table? No. Well, I don't know if I'm going to keep it here. I was just, oh. I mean, uh, I'll just put it on the floor. Okay, because it'll, it, it'll pick it sets, up. Yeah, yeah, it'll pick up on there. Sorry about that. Um, no worries. Today, the first time Sensitive. ever, I'm I'm drinking a beer, a Japanese beer. While we're while a legendary we're recording. Sapporo. You know what Sapporo means? Yes. What does it mean? Jism. No. Try oh. again. Oh, bukkake. Nope. Japanese. Bukkake is bukkake. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what it means. Beer in Spanish. I think in it Japanese. means the best. Really. Either Sapporo or Ichiban means the best. I like Japanese beer. Because Sapporo Ichiban is like the name brand of the ramen that I grew up eating. Ichiban also means the best? No, one of them means the best. Oh, one of and them I forget means the best. which one. Probably um, Ichiban. I went to, you know, I also like that Korean beverage downtown. It's called Soju. Do oh, you have yeah. that? Do I have it? No, I mean, have you had that? Oh, have yeah, you yeah, had yeah. It? Not do you that have stuff it gets you fucking drunk. I know. So fast. Yeah, because yeah, Because it yeah. tastes like fruity. Uh, right. It tastes fruity, and you're just like drinking watermelon soju. You don't even feel like you're drinking alcohol. Right? Yeah, that, that is so true. Yeah, it's actually great for shots. Yeah. And they get, and, um. But you're not supposed to drink it like shots. You're supposed oh, you're to not? sip it. Yeah. Oh, we, we I know always people do it always, shots. Yeah. Well, that's the way they give it to us at the people, restaurant. White people always yeah, but drink they, it the but wrong they, way. But we go to a place where it's only Korean people and we're the only white people in there. Ironically, though, my friend who I go with, Alan, um, his husband, they're <clears throat> homosexuals. Can you say that these yeah. days? Um, they're married. I have still trouble with that. Um, but one's Korean. You don't think gay should be able to get married? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, do you? I mean, why not? Oh, I guess. Uh, no, no, I'm just, I don't care. I just have trouble calling him the husband. Uh, plus, I don't think gays should get married because it makes me jealous. Because gay guys are Because I'm not married yet. No, I don't care about that because I'm not married. So I'm jealous that they can get married before I can. But why so are I want you, them to call it something else. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I've uh, recently met, reconnected with a couple of, like I would say about four or five girls that I used to date. Uh-huh. And said to myself, maybe... Maybe this time, Maybe 20 years later, get back it'll be different. And each one that I've reconnected with, where I think, you know, something's there, I realize, oh, that's why we broke up. Yeah. Because they're horrible. Who? Your ex-girlfriends are horrible? Yeah. Why are they horrible? I they're so mean and nasty. Really? Well, you three think, of them. You think I'm mean and nasty? No. I did. <gasps> that was that one incident. <laughs> but we got over that. Okay, okay. Although... You know, I finally listened to your podcast, you know, <gasps> Jewish Eeyore. You did? And it's so mean and nasty. Um, it was, uh, it almost made me cry. <laughs> like, it was so, because you're laughing. It's like I was uh, bringing it up in the sense of, it's as if I came out of the shower naked and you're laughing at me. That's what you're, you and your friend, actually your friend was well, very nice. Well, that's because I was, I was I really know, you mad were, at I you. I know you were mad at me. I, I know, I know. So it's cool. But it's just when you hear well, it and you're laughing. Well, thanks for showing up today. 
I'm oh, surprised yeah, no, you're here after listening to it. Oh, no, I know it's in the past and everything, but it's like when I finally heard it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so mean. Uh, the way you're the way you do it, like it's not I know you were doing it on purpose to be mean because I get that because you were mad at me, um, but it worked. It was very effective. <laughs> Didn't you hear girls laughing at you, you know, at you? You know, it's it's devastating. It brings you back to like third grade. <laughs> and your friend was nice. She was like trying to like even quell. He goes, I think he's nice. He looked nice. And that made me feel better. So I like her. But you were so mean because that laugh is evil sometimes. Oh my god. Sometimes it's the best because you you're know like, what? oh, I really made her laugh. And then the other times it's just evil. This this whole thing made me sort of rethink, like, when else have I been mean to people and they just never said it? The good thing about you is that we just put it out on the table and yeah. you just said, like, hey, you're being mean. Most people probably don't even tell me when I'm being mean. Yeah, I mean, it's either... Or maybe you're just a sensitive little... Well, what I found out is I think all comedians are really sensitive. I mean, I, I've been on a couple podcasts recently where I've said these guys are horrible um, but not in that way just I've been making fun and they won't speak to me anymore they're so angry like I, I thought they'd confront me in a way like and, and would, that we could talk would, about you know, it people but, who aren't and I'm talking about big comedians and big guys that are very sensitive who wasn't I can't tell you that because I'm embarrassed I don't want to talk about it because I'm really angry at myself why'd you bring it up I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying. I'm just there saying that we're all that that because we're you all should sensitive. Be angry at yourself. <laughs> For one thing, I wake up in the morning and I'm angry at myself. First of all, don't you think? Wh why aren't there more Hanukkah movies? That used to bother me a lot, but you know, Adam Sandler made one, so there's that. <laughs> there's literally one. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. Well, I can tell you exactly why. They're really horrible. I mean, the whole it's boring, and everything it just sucks. The Jewish holidays are very dull. You know, besides the Ten Commandments, yeah, but it's just I've really been dull. To and a there's Seder nothing dinner, better. And I've been to Passover dinner. That's the same and thing. And it's... Is it? Yes. <laughs> a, a Seder is what you have on Passover. Oh, my God. Oh, that's okay. Okay, no, but I went to a different dinner, too. There's, I believe you. There's some other holiday. Well, the, the Passover is the only one where we all invite everyone, you know, especially non, people that aren't Jewish, to partake of the ceremony and people like it a lot it's kind of fun that was an okay one but still if you think about it it's not for me joyous. it's fun <laughs> you know for me it's fun just to like i like having dinner with a lot of people i think yeah, that's fun it is fun there's a lot and of then, energy i didn't find it boring i am um, i run a very nice seder do you uh, really yes my mother's very pleased with the seder i do and i sing all the songs like i lead it so I sing, I make sure I sing all the songs and people start laughing, but then they're like, I like that he's committed. <laughs> you know. Like sing one. Teach me a Jewish song. Um, let's see. Uh, when Israel was in Egypt land, let my people go. My, I think I, I have someone. By God's command, they did divide. Let my people go. You know, you're always reading it, so you, it's hard to memorize. Go down, Moses, way down in Egypt land. Tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. It's not let very uplifting. Let my people <laughs> go. And then there's a classic. Um... Eliyahu Hanavi, Eliyahu Hatishbi, Eliyahu, Eliyahu, 
That's what you did in elementary school. So it's a little more uplifting, but yeah. you see, they still stink. It's right. still not as classic as it singing kind of uh, "Rocking Around the Christmas, Christmas Tree." tree. Of Holly <laughs> yeah, Jolly. that's a lot more right, fun. Right, it's so yeah. much happier. It is. A, well, that's the funny thing is that it's weird that the Christmas songs are happier because church, which I enjoy more. Um, is more evil and scary that you're going to burn in hell and, you know, all this kind of stuff if you're not a good person. Whereas a temple is so boring, and yet we believe in life. We don't concentrate on death, at the afterlife. We concentrate on life, and yet it's so dull. It should be the opposite way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the threat... Church is a lot more fun because it's so much more happening. Really? Yeah. If you, you know, going to hell, that's terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not more fun. It's much more entertaining. I mean, think? I became an entertainer at my church. There you go. I was on stage all the time, every week. Every week? Yeah. Like, what did you, did you play the because I played, ukulele? I played the oboe, and I played the piano for my church, and I also sang. See, I would have loved that. To be a part of that would be make me go to Temple more, you know. In fact, the um, keyboardist from Bon Jovi, he always used to play the shofar at our temple all the time. What's the shofar? Oh, that's a ram's horn, and you uh, say a word, and then you go. You wanted to be that guy. Yeah, well, I always just wanted to do something fun and be on stage and have some laughs. You know what? (laughs) Right. Have a reason to be there instead of just listening. Right, participate instead of one guy just being the. Yeah. Right? Spread the love. Like, I should have been a rabbi. Why, Why aren't you a rabbi? Uh, who wants? To, who has the time for rabbinical school? I mean, right. First I mean, of all, you got to learn. You got to learn Hebrew. Oh, I don't have time for that nonsense. Jesus, really? Can't say Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now listen to this. Now, this is. A, I was talking to people today. Today is the Immaculate Conception Day. Now, maybe you can tell me this because nobody will give me a straight answer. Now, my friend is going to church today because I was wondering why alternate side of the street was suspended today. It's Immaculate Conception Day. Do you know that? No. What does that mean? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure that's out. That's when now, Jesus was conceived? Well, no. that's what I would think. That's what the obvious... How could it, how could it be so close to well, December 25th? Because he's a magic baby. So, uh, I, this is my theory. Maybe December uh, used to be longer. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So then, I, so then he said, my friend said, no, it's when Jesus is... When Mary's mother was conceived... And I'm like, but the, he's like, no, that's a misconception. It's when Mary's mother. So then I asked a couple of other girls, you know, that are churchgoers, and I'm like, what's you the just wanted like? to talk to girls? Yeah, you but love I think that's talking not how I, to girls. Well, that's true, <laughs> but I did want to find out the answer. I mean, well, nobody knows. And then I was trying to figure out how Mary conceived. I heard my, I had heard she got it happened through the ear, but then everybody it was said I was the crazy. Holy Spirit, right? Who jizzed in her ear? I never whatever. heard the ear before. <laughs> That's what everybody's telling me. But then I looked it up online, and they said there's a thing that that she got conceived through an ear, through the ear, through her ear, because she's not allowed to actually have penetration sex, I guess. So maybe Joseph put his dick that. in her ear. That's and what I'm thinking. The cum dribbled down her esophagus. Into her. In, in my head, that's exactly what happened. That's what you were jerking off to. Well, it's kind of hot that she'd be up for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like an involuntary swallow through the ear. Yeah, or as David Tell calls it, a Lincoln. And which ear would it have been? Well, that I don't know, but I apparently uh, I don't know. That's not the answer, and 
So, I mean, what I'm saying Probably is nobody right seemed to know what the day of Immaculate Conception is for. Well, I never even heard of that See day. See what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have that day And it's today. Up. And, they, and you, they don't send out the street sweepers. You can park on any side of the street today oh, because it's a, it's a holiday of some sort. You, they, you go to church today. Wow. Right? No, I didn't have that. I know, and you can't give me any answers either. It's like, <laughs> drive me crazy. I didn't know what a virgin was for a while because you would... You would say out loud the Virgin Mary in the Bible, and I didn't know it had anything to do with sex. I wouldn't have known that either. And um, you wouldn't know that. I don't think I knew that until high school, and I probably only figured it out when we went to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and they kept calling me a virgin, and I thought they were making fun of me. But apparently, when you would go to see the Rocky Horror Picture, if you'd never seen it before, with all the stuff, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the stuff they would yell out, and you'd never seen it before, you were a virgin. I didn't. I didn't know what it meant then either. I was pretty stupid. Oh. Like, definitely sexually, I had no idea what was happening. In fact, I was so bought up where I didn't understand how sex worked. I thought if I hugged my mom too close, I was going to get her pregnant. Really? Yes. How I, old were you? I, 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 well, this was when I was thirty. But I thought that. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I. I really thought all the way up until. I didn't know how it worked. There was a guy who came to our school in grade school in sixth grade and told us that if you get the penis close enough to the vagina that, you know, you can make a baby. And from that day on, I'm like, oh, God, I better Just to I better scare be you into not having, like, teenage sex. We were at a public school. Why would he do that? Why wouldn't he just... He was there to teach us about sex. Why would they not just tell us... You, you think he did it... Or do you think you think that's why they did it? That makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah, to prevent you guys, that was like their version of having safe sex education. Of like, I never thought about it that don't way. Don't ever, you know, like in my band growing up, we had a six inch rule because our band director was a hardcore Baptist who lived in a trailer. So he'd be like, when we're on our band trips in the Smoky Mountains, Tennessee, you can't stand six, six inches next to somebody of the opposite sex. Really? Mm-hmm. And you then know, it was uh, super scandalous. When his son, uh, like, rode a Ferris wheel with one of the sixth graders in our band, it was like, oh, did you see him with Jessica in the Ferris wheel? Really? Yeah, it was so scandalous. And how old were you? I was, like, 12. Oh. That's like the Orthodox Jews do that. Still. Now. Want to separate <laughs> the guys and the girls. They're not even allowed to sit on a plane with a girl next to them. Yeah. I think they have to buy another seat. Man, how are they handling being... Landlords in Brooklyn with all these female hipsters all sexually Cause, liberated. Because they're all two-faced. Yeah. Because if nobody's looking, then they're going to, hey, hey, baby, what's happening? They get, happening? like, you know? hookers all the yeah, time. Yeah, I've seen them go for hookers in their vans. I've Where? seen them years ago. From right on 3rd oh, Avenue. Oh, on the streets, yeah. Yeah, they're all looking around for hookers. And then, meanwhile, you know, their wives are at home with the, the wigs on and all the nonsense. And these guys don't care. It's, it's horribly two-faced and... I don't understand why women put up with it. Well, That's these what people I can't who claim out. that they abide by this religion, yeah. uh, they are going to be toothpaste. Because who who are these people who fall for that shit? Well, why? My always question is why do women fall for it? Because all religion demeans women. All religion makes women second class citizens. Yeah, all the religions, Jewish, Catholic, whatever. Um, That's, you know, why, that's why I never you, understand why a girl would be. Religion, if you eradicate religion, then there'll be more peace in the world. Women will have more power. John Lennon was saying that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really messed it's up. True. The religion I mean, is when I left the church, I was 17, and all these girls stayed to have 
babies and to get married. They're brainwashed. And they are brainwashed. And I would, like, call them and be like, you should leave. You know, I would try to convince these other girls that they should leave. Like, these girls I grew up with. And it's almost like I just gave up eventually because you have to come to your own senses. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. You can just plant the seed as and plant the seed, and that's all you. It's not you like I can convince yeah. them because yeah. there's all these systems in place that are meant to prevent you from leaving. So when I was calling them, they were like accusing me of having the devil being, you know, taking a hold of my body and possessing me. Well, I believe that a little bit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> only because it's hot. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like remember the movie Juno when she's going to get the abortion, and yeah. that girl says, "You know, they have fingernails." And then she walks away, and then everybody's on the. She sees everybody's fingernails in the abortion clinic. It, it stuck with her, so, and then she didn't get the abortion. Um, it's the one thing you hope you might say to somebody that will make the difference. But yes, you can't. You can only do the best you can. Yeah. And say this isn't good, and maybe there's one thing that'll resonate with somebody, and they'll stop. I talked three girls out of converting to Judaism. Because I, and this is probably a little different, but they were doing it for a dude. You know? Oh my God, I've seen that. Yeah, and I said, if you tell me these three things that he's doing, I'll let you convert. And they weren't doing any of it. Like the three things I'm saying, like, okay, does he at least go to temple on the high holidays? And they're like, I don't think so. <laughs> Let's they're say like, that they what do. are the high holidays? Um, <laughs> well, is that, is that on uh, April he, 20th he, on 420, you get high? Does he, <laughs> right. Does he, um, you know, on Sabbath, does he follow the Sabbath? You know, mean uh, not turning on lights and all that kind. Of, I don't know if you know about that. On Friday nights, you're not supposed to open a door, or turn on the yeah, lights. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, or at least, and I'm talking about the basics. Does he at least fast on Yom Kippur, with, meaning not eat or drink anything? But and she said every no. person was like, "No," and I'm like, "Then why are you doing this?" And that it's so clear. It's just he's doing it for his parents. And, uh, oh my God! Yeah, and then you have to get out, and you're being an idiot if you think that's cool. If they're they're making you convert for their parents, you know and, what? And, and you'll never be accepted because um, the baby will never be considered real if the woman is not Jewish, because if those parents are dicks. Ugh. I'm pretty sure my mother feels that way about my sister. Oh no, she's Jewish, so it's okay. Right? Sorry, because <laughs> my sister married somebody who wasn't Jewish, but she had a lot of problems. Yeah. Putting that together, she broke up with him a couple times. Would you have a problem marrying a non-Jew? I've always known I was probably not going to marry a Jew. Um, my sister and I had this conversation when she was in sixth grade. I'll never forget it. Maybe fifth, and I was in seventh or eighth, whatever. And she goes, "Nope, if I'm." You know, if I marry a guy, and, and I'm like, wait, you're saying if you fell in love with a guy who wasn't Jewish, you're just going to break it off. She said, that's right. And I'm like, and I never had those feelings. I'm like, if I'm in love, I'm getting married. But then she did it. And I was like, you know, when, like 30 years later, I'm like, Boy, she's badass. But then she thought about it. it, like talked to a bunch of people, talked to people that had done the same thing she did, got married to other guys, then got divorced because they were miserable, and then married the guys they wanted to be. And she's like, ah, let's get out the middle, man. You know, I never get it when people make fun of marriage. Like, marriage is horrible. It's such a blanket statement because some people marry wonderful people. She married, she got rid of that nonsense, got married to the guy she was in love with, and their anniversary is tomorrow, and it's uh, over 20 years. And they're very happy. They have a very good marriage. And what do you attribute that to? Well, I think for one, she married who she wanted to marry and didn't let religion come in the way. You know, he also 
he said, I'm good with your, your, um, uh, what, what do we call them? Uh, you know, like, uh, your, she had a, like, what do you call it? Uh, three things like, well, you need to do this. You need your demands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was good with her demands. Yeah. Well, um, we will need to raise the kids Jewish. We will need, uh, to be at temple three times a year and, uh, something else. And then he goes, well, all I just want is a Christmas tree. No. Fine. But now, uh, 10, 15 years later, they now have a Christmas tree. She's lightened up. She's, yeah. Well, it drives me crazy, actually, because she's two-faced. Because then the kids, they're sitting there. She's like, God, I love bacon. And I'm like, you see, so what was the big deal? Do you eat bacon? Yes, outside the house. What? I keep kosher. In the house? Well, I keep co- I cook kosher, but I, I, I will sometimes What's the problem that you guys have with bacon? You're not supposed to eat any pig, any pork. Why? Uh, my guess is that because nobody's really explained it. And when you ask somebody, they're like, well, <laughs> I think it's... They um, think pigs are dirty? Yeah. I think it's an old custom. They were dirty animals. And I think it goes back... Everything in the Jewish religion goes back 5,000 years. So, you know, they really need to update a little bit. But are pigs really dirty? They just have that no, they reputation. they do roll around in the mud, but they are delicious. Aren't they delicious? So like delicious. thick bacon? They're the most delicious animal on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's one thing that vegans are having a hard time making a substitute for, is bacon. Bacon's the most delicious thing ever, and even... Bacon's one of those things that tastes delicious when it's perfectly crispy, and it smells unbelievable when it's cooking. It's delicious. There's, like, just no way to lose with bacon. So, Chris Murphy keeps texting me because I told him I'm having you on my podcast. See, but that's annoying, though. You should turn off your phone. I know, but he texted me things that I should ask you that he knows about. Oh. Well, I guess that's fair enough. <laughs> I always turn off my... I put my phone on airplane mode, but I powered I, it off today. I appreciate that. No, I do think it's annoying. It is annoying, but I only have it here because... You're the host. It's annoying when a guest does it. Exactly. You know how it is. I do. So, do you mind if I ask you some questions that he was... No, I'm just glad you're, you know, prepared ahead of time. Oh, did you think I wasn't going to be prepared? You're not prepared. Uh-huh. You're getting questions at the spur of the moment. <laughs> no, I, I did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am sensitive, too. Um. No, we all are. All comics are sensitive. I know how you're sensitive. You called me, you were upset that the comics were treating you badly or something, you know, that kind of thing. We all get sensitive. All humans all are us. sensitive. It's not just, no, I think it's comics that are really, comics are so sensitive. It's really funny that you'll sit there and mock somebody from the stage, but then, you know, in real life, I know, all of us. We are all two-faced. Yeah. We go on yeah. stage and make fun of everybody, everything, our wives or whatever, and people in the audience. And then the minute somebody says something about us, you get all uptight. But I can be objective. Like, when Kevin Brendan makes fun of me, I love it. That's different. That doesn't count. It should be that guy's a genius of making honor. fun of. Yes, exactly. That's that's completely different. I mean, that guy's like Jeff Ross making fun of him. He's like really like the roastmaster general in a sense. Yeah. Of, you know, that's it is an honor. It's hilarious at all times. And that'd um, be a great roast battle between Jeffrey Ross and Kevin Brennan. I gotta say, I don't know who would win that battle. And Jeff is the roastmaster general, right? But Kevin is just that's what he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he lives and breathes it. Where Jeff's is an act. <laughs> you That's know, why, yeah. Kevin's the real deal. So what happens in that matchup? That's a good one. You're right. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's set it up. Yeah, you should set that up. Hell yeah. It's the most obvious thing of all time, except Kevin probably wouldn't show. Or, but he wouldn't need, he would, yeah, he could just show up. Unprepared even. He might not even show up. 
He's so what? annoying. No, he shows That's up. That's the problem. He shows up now. Does he? Yeah, he shows up on time to like all of his like serious, you know, appearances and everything. Yeah, but what'll happen is we'll set it up and then he'll be something like, "Well, what's the money going to be?" And I'm like, "Don't worry about that." Yeah. You can't, you know, that's, he's always worried about money, and I get it, because he's got two kids and everything, but there's different ways to earn your money instead of just something interesting that maybe could make money down the road. you got to relax. Right. Yeah. And that's what happened with this podcast with Lenny. Right. It was a fight over money. Oh, over money. And, and Kevin doesn't realize. I'm like, you guys have done 12 episodes. You can't be talking about money Do already. Do hear and then and reset. see what you the know. reaction is. Exactly. You know what? It's hard when people are like coming up to you and being like, oh, your podcast is amazing. And so in his mind, he thinks he should be getting paid for it. Yeah. Well, he's right? out of his mind. It's not the way it works. You and I know that. Yeah. Well, you, you make a little bit of money sometimes. Um, but, you you know, I mean, your podcast is very successful. You've been able to make a little bit of money from it. Um, most, But, you know, most people can't. Mostly when you invited me to your house to record your podcast and I robbed you. What? <laughs> what did you take? <laughs> couple credit cards oh. um but, but no kevin brennan is uh hilarious isn't he yeah he is yeah I is that to... what murphy wanted you to no because just... oh, okay. <laughs> you love talking about kevin brennan i'm not sure why because he's so funny because he is i funny. i really relate to him okay like some things that he said on his podcast i really relate to right you mean that he's so angry about curious george no, I actually want him to switch from Curious George to Animaniacs because there's jokes Ugh. for adults and kids God, in there. I hate that Animaniac show. It always bothered me. Because they're annoying? It's just not as good as Bugs Bunny. It's, you know, it's just... Oh, my God. That was the one. I you mean, just, ask Murphy that. I mean, he knows we... You just revealed your age. Yeah, I know, but we worship Bugs Bunny. I mean, but Bugs Bunny was so funny. The dialogue on that... So amazing. We grew up on that. Oh, I mean, they don't age, but I'm and saying Elma, they played it all Elma the time. Fudd? That was still 40 years before our time. But they used to air it all the time when we were growing up. So, but... I mean, he, there's why, one I use the line all the time. He was walking through the park and he goes, and they're like, Bunny, did you eat that carrot? How dare you? You know what? I'm going to go to the park where my integrity won't be questioned. <laughs> I don't know why that always made me laugh. <laughs> oh, you remembered it. Yeah, I remember all the lines. And that's even a bad, that's a bad one. That's like a throwaway one. But yet I use it, you know, when I was little on a daily basis. <laughs> like I said to my mother that, how dare you? I think I'll go downstairs and watch television where my integrity won't be questioned. She's like, how do you, where did you learn to talk like that? <laughs> I dressed up like the Energizer bunny for my eighth grade talent show. That's so cute. And I borrowed a drum set from my band director and I did a whole. Oh, that's funny. I went across the stage back and forth as the Energizer bunny. That's so cute. Yeah, but I should have had somebody like read like advertising copy from the side of the stage <laughs> while I Why? did it. Why? I mean, because, like, I was giving the talent show a commercial break. Oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah. Oh, that is And that was on TV all the time. Right, right. Yeah. So here's why I relate to Kevin Brennan is because he talks about, like, yeah, nobody's your friend. And he, like, calls out all comedians. He's like, comedians are all fucking uh, kind of like Two-Face, you know? Like, everybody acts like they're so chill and so cool and easygoing. But really, we're all, like, neurotic, like, fucking crazy people. Yeah. And... And he's like, the reason why I don't have comedian friends is because it's a competition. And I really, really relate to that. He doesn't have any friends, though. He has friends. Who? Name one. Me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I actually have a lot of friends. Yeah, I know you have a lot of friends. I'm saying he doesn't have any friends. He has no friends. I know, but I relate. I don't think to... his wife likes him. I mean, come on, she's with him. She likes him. She's with him because they got two kids. I'm pretty sure she'd like to leave. Well, kids are <laughs> interchangeable. I guess, but he's uh, he's at least one of those guys that will tell you that you suck to your face. So yeah, that's pretty good. But you know what? But he also is. <sighs> he doesn't like. He's not scared to call people out. That's what I just said. <laughs> is that the same thing? Okay, I'm high. What do you want from me? <laughs> Why do you keep getting high when you do your podcast? <laughs> is that a good idea? Yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> you don't think it's a good idea? No, I do. I just don't. Do you lose your train of thought? That's what happens to me. Yeah, and it's funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so smoke up more. Um, I mean, you think he has no friends? Yeah, I'm positive he has no friends. No. What do you think? He goes out to dinner with, like friends oh i know you know, I mean, can, you, you know can you picture that that's why i know he has no friends can you picture him actually going to like a japanese is restaurant that the definition or of friends you know, having sushi? dinner with them yeah mm-hmm. i don't think he has people to call on the phone i don't think he has any he's not friends with his brothers he you know? has friends well if you could produce one that I've, would be i've talked to him on the phone well we've all talked to him on the phone but it's like i mean are you... like regularly yeah yeah I'm going to start checking. I talk to him on the phone when he's away sometimes. He'll Mm -hmm. call, like, when he's in a hotel. Yeah. Especially if we're in the same city. (laughs) Uh, The other day, I was so happy he actually called me. He hasn't called me in a long time to meet him. He was working at Dangerfields. And I guess five to seven years ago, before he left for L.A., he used to call me all the time in between the shows. And we'd go to the diner, and he would, you know, vent for 45 minutes. And that's all he does. You know, he vents. Yeah. You can't get a word in, you know, so it's always a one-sided thing. I'm sure you understand. But um, 30 minutes is hilarious. But the last 15 is, all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the way <laughs> no, it is. see, for me, for you, you the, love whole, all 45. the whole 45 wow. is great. That's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought I was being good up to the half hour, you know. And it's always the same stuff. And, you know, in this business, you know, he's always just screaming about the business, screaming about the business. He never talks about anything else. It's kind of weird. Yes, he does. He like talks what? about a lot. He bitches about everything. Well, the podcast, you know, it's fun to hear him talk about Curious George and things like that. But oh, most of the time, it's just the business of show. Yeah, that is true. But I, mean, I do love it. You know, I love, I love that he hates it because then there's people, like one of this old girlfriend, my friend Sharon Houston, who now came back to the city, and I thought oh, maybe you know, we can get back together again or something, but. Oh, your ex-girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she's um, really mean. Like, I mean, not mean. She's just so angry and always talking about the business. She said she hates the business, hates the business. But I think she's always loved the business. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about it, the business, that much if you don't secretly actually love it. Oh, so you think Kevin Brennan loves it? Yeah. Yeah, because the show business... Well, show business is like you're just fighting for attention. Right. And to get to the top, right? I think he loves how it works. I think he loves talking about managers and agents. So he can make fun of them all he wants, but look what his... That's that's all he talks about. Yeah. He never talks about normal stuff like uh, going out to dinner with friends or... Maybe he'll talk about something with his kids now, but... No, his podcast has now become like 
all the weddings and barbecues that everybody went to and didn't invite him to. Oh, really? Oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, it was one, I haven't listened in a while. Yeah. Is, it, is that what it is? Because that's so, really funny. So you should have a wedding or a barbecue and not invite him. Well, so Lenny had the wedding that you. everybody went to and he wasn't invited. That's how you invited. get air Because his wife wouldn't let on him On Kevin's come. podcast. Oh, yeah, uh, we talked about that on your podcast. We did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look at these questions, okay? I'm sorry to be looking at my phone. No, but that's it's, okay. It's like research I said, it's, on it's you. It's your show. Okay. You can do it any way you want. Uh, so he I feel bad for me, judging about your highness. He he texted me about Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, but do you even know what that is? No. Yeah. Is he related to Kevin Downey Jr. or Robert Downey Jr.? How many Downey Juniors are there? Isn't that funny that you mentioned three? Can you believe there's even that? more than one? Morton Downey Jr. was a show in the '80s that was like um like uh Jerry Springer is the first before Jerry Springer. Oh, he's this, the original Jerry Springer. Yeah, kind of like he was just having one of those shows. And I went on as two different people, like oh, you kind did? of scamming, you know, like the first time I went on as a tattoo, like a body painting artist. Uh-huh. And the second time I went on and as a slasher film And they have to guess which director. one you are? No, 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 no. I went on, they thought that I was that person. And I would speak out against tattooing. And that body painting was the way to go. And, and it was like a character? Was really getting angry at me. Yeah, but they didn't know it was a character. The second time, I went on as a slasher film director. Did, did you get I recognized outside of? All the time. And what did they say to you? They were like, I'm dying to see Splatter Girls, which wow. was the fake movie that I made up in my head. Wow. I had a clip, which was two minutes long. Uh-huh. And then I was friendly with... I, I, have, a two in, I have a two-inch long clip. What the... Why would you... Bring, what does that mean? That's disgusting. <laughs> you, you said your, your clip was two minutes long. Oh, clip. Yeah. But you did say clit, right? Yeah. Okay. You really are high, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I had a clip from Splatter Girls and all these movie companies called Were me because they, they wanted to what the hell is the matter with you you said Splatter <laughs> Girls and Clit in one sentence what do you expect it's all funny right? where your mind goes mine's just it's a slasher film I know I, I never get it when people are like guys are hornier than girls because I must I'm like you know my mind's in the gutter all the time and like you're sitting here like laughing like you're surprised that I even brought up Clit it's like, I know it's I funny think, I think it's such a myth that guys I are like horny all the time Oh, you're prudes, yeah. I mean, it's funny because, you know, my best friends are like David Tell and Sarah Silverman, and they're... That's actually your... (laughs) Your byline on IMDb. I looked you up. It is? No. Oh. (laughs) It makes sense. Well, I remember when you, on your podcast, you're like, his credit is that he's best friends with David Tell. And And I was like... Well, you're right. I, I, I couldn't disprove that. But I was like, wait, you shouldn't mention Sarah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm also friends with Sarah. Um, yeah, that, that is, I suppose that is my final. But um, but they're like the crudest people, which is funny because my act, if I when I have an act, is like G-rated. Yeah, you it's know, funny it's that weird. prude and crude rhyme. Yeah. What's up well, with I suppose that? that's why we're friendly. But I'm certainly nothing like them. I mean, it's like so, their acts are so, I'm shocked when they do it. You know, I mean, yeah. I laugh, but it's still, it's like an act I could never do, both of them. Wow, you're such a prude. Yeah, I guess kind of, like yes and no, you know. Are you a virgin? No, I mean, I had sex by the time I was 45. So. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, I'm not a virgin anymore, or maybe I am again. How long? What's the statute of limitations on? No, once you've had sex, sex, you're not a virgin. Well, I don't know. I mean, you think it's what like if you don't a charge have off it for like seven score? years or something, and then it comes back? Like, I could be virgin. It could be again. like 
when you pierce your ear, it closes up if you don't wear earrings. It's funny, you should some girl just asked me today if I have my ear, because my... You have a dimple in your ear? I still... No, I didn't. It was a... You did get I had an earring, pierced. yeah. And then you let it close up? No, it's still open, and um, I would love to still wear it, but everybody mocked me once I reached Do people always tell you you look like Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I get it all the time. Yeah, I get it all the time. <laughs> You should be a Nicolas Cage impersonator in Vegas. I should be. It's weird. I should go to Vegas and be like, all of you. I, I lost love Vegas. my hand. I lost my wife. I'm going to sell my car. <laughs> just drink martinis. He married a Korean waitress. He's married lots of people. Oh, really? Didn't he marry Elvis's daughter as well? I don't know. I'm not up on the Hollywood gossip. Yeah, like I believe you he married... Pris- no, Priscilla Presley, the the, the the girl that had, the, you know, Elvis's daughter. Priscilla Presley? Yeah, it's not Presley. Priscilla Presley, it's the mother. Oh. I can't other... think of her name. She had an album out, Lisa Presley? Yeah, Lisa Marie Presley. Which, didn't she marry Michael Scott. Jackson as well, right? Yeah. I mean, she really went to town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to her. You know, she must be like, oh, oh, probably about the same age now, I guess. God, I should marry her. I mean, I might as well. She obviously would find me like, attractive. Went, she went into, like, the woods and, like, sort of went yeah, hiding out. Yeah, just disappeared. Very smart, though. You know? You know why? That must be tough growing up. With oh, my God. That's got to be the... Celebrity That might parents. be the toughest person to be of all time. To be Elvis's daughter? He's thought of, like, Jesus. Right? It would be like Jesus having a, a son. When you're a kid, you probably just want normal parents. Yeah. Of course. You don't, you don't want to have parents who's, like... In the public eye, right, and constantly on it's magazine. Be very difficult. You don't yes. see your like mom on the cover of a magazine. That's and to be, be weird. Elvis's kid, especially when your dad died in a you know a blaze of glory or whatever. You know, I mean, just uh, I can't even imagine what. No wonder she married Michael Jackson. She probably thinks of herself as a freak as well. You know, I mean, it's like uh, that's got to be the toughest thing. Being Elvis's daughter has to be tougher Wait, than I think ri- has anyone she else's a book? daughter. Because I would buy that book. I think so. And remember she had a song? She had a musical career for a while? She had yeah. an album and everything? Right, but it's like, it's so hard to... That's got to be the hardest daughter to ever be. You know, I mean, it's just... Can, can you think of anyone else that would be tougher than Elvis's daughter? No. Right? Kevin, well, Bre- actually, Kevin Brennan's daughter. The Jacksons. <laughs> <laughs> good call on that. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, Michael Jackson's kids, I guess. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough when his kids grow up and listen to his podcast. Well, I think they're like 17 now. One of the girl is beautiful. Th- they're Stunning. not 17. They're like five. No, they're much older now. <laughs> no, they are. Kevin Brennan's daughter? Oh, sorry. I'm talking about Michael Jackson. Oh, oh, I know. Paris Jackson is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, the Brennan kids, you're right. They're like five or something. <laughs> yeah. I thought you was making a joke they there. They black babies. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about the HR thing? Nah. Nah? Okay, okay. I'm just looking at <laughs> No, it's you know okay. Forget that about Chris now. Murphy's text. No, it's what we had. To, um, he's trying to hijack this podcast because he's he going to have That's what he does. That's what he does. No, I got um, the HR director at my, where I work, tried to kill me at the office Christmas party about five years ago. Kill you? Which is why I don't go anymore, which they had it last Tuesday. You don't go to the party anymore? No, because, um, you know, it turned out really bad. <laughs> she tried to kill me. She broke a blood vessel in my eye. She choked me. Oh, Found my God. Found a pressure point. Knew, she knew martial arts or something. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic story. I know. It was so hot because... Was she, she was, like, in heels and a tight dress? Yeah. She was really pretty. Yeah. But she hated me or loved me. 
She kept whispering in my ear, I'm going to kill you. <gasps> was she serious? You. Yeah, she was really serious at the Christmas party. But you drunk. found it hot that she was whispering in your ear. Of course I did. Because um, I kept hitting on her. In fact, I think she brought me up on sexual harassment charges during the year. And... What were your ways of hitting on her? Oh, this that's the best part. My ways of hitting on her. This is why it's a joke. And that's why they didn't even take it seriously at the firm. My ways of hitting her, I'd see her in the elevator. And I would just do this voice and be like, hey, well, you live on the Upper West Side, right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, you terrified. I'm like, listen, I'm going to ride my bike around your house this weekend. If you come out, we'll have a conversation. And she's like, what? Yeah, I'm going to ride my bike. Well, I'll park in a little bit and park by your house. You come out, we'll talk. I said she it just like that. She didn't realize you were doing a character. No, had no realize. Does she, she talked know, to the does other she girls. Does she know how you talk normally? Yes, that's why it was ridiculous. And oh she told the other God. girls, like the other girls in the firm, she's just like, he's going to ride his bike near my house. And they're like, all right, first of all, he does that with all of us. And secondly, he doesn't even have a bike. What the hell's the matter with you? And then, like, she even went, you know, went to the managing partner. Sounds like she should be fired. She was fired. Or choked. Finally. After that, she, you know, well, that's the best part is also it's the HR director because people are like, hey, you better go to the HR director. I'm like, no, you're not understanding. This was the HR director. The human resources lady tried to kill me at the office, you know, the office Christmas party. Wow. Isn't that funny? It is a special breed of people who go into HR. Like, you've got to Yeah, they're be... all weird. I've never met one normal person. I've met one girl who's very normal and she couldn't take it and she left. But after this one left. The next one came, and we were the complete opposite, best friends. I, we really loved each other a lot and would go to lunch all the time and stuff. It was so weird. And she was like, this place sucks. So a normal person can't work that job. Yeah, they're all weird. It's like people who become cops, too. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's a good question. Because you like policing. You know, HR people, they're policers. You know, a lot of times, you know, I think... Cops get, you know, they get drunk a lot. They're the ones that usually drunk driving because they know they can. They're the ones that always are getting into accidents That's all the time. That's why they became cops, so that they won't get in trouble I know, when they're drunk I know, it's a smart driving. move because I should have done the same thing. No. But, um, you know, they can't fire their pistol. It's very rare when a police officer actually uses their gun. I know it seems like it's not, but it's very, it's not like the movies. And I think there's a lot of pent-up frustration and not shooting it and wearing it every day. Mm-hmm. I think that adds to a lot of... It's like carrying a hose if you're a fireman. Yeah. And not getting to do anything yeah. with it. You're like dying to either shoot the gun or use your hose. Right? I mean, it all sounds sexual, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't see it. <laughs> now you don't see the one that's actually put out there. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're adorable. Well, I didn't used to be adorable. Really? What happened? Well, um... Makeup? My mom... (laughs) (laughs) My mom, I think, uh, hated having daughters. I think my parents hated having daughters. Well, because they were religious. And women are a sin to the Catholic Church. Right. Right? (laughs) Yeah. There is something to that, right? Exactly. We're like the... We've seen the Da Vinci Code. We're the Eve... In the scenario. Right. So to have a daughter... A troublemaker. To have a daughter to Christian parents, it's like, fuck. Yeah. You know? So... There is something to that, yeah. So, you're, not, you're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom, like, just purposefully sort of kept me very homely. Like, yeah. I didn't get braces, you know? Like, I had super big buck teeth. Do you have them now? I mean, have you had braces yeah, since? Yeah, I've had braces since. But 
My teeth were all fucked up. I had hand-me-down clothes all the time. I had, like, baggy clothes. This is what's prompted me to get a job is to, like, be able to buy clothes. Sure. You know? And for a girl, it's so important because I always had hand-me-downs. So, like, I would wear the same thing to school every day. Oh, that sucks. I know, right? I I would have, like, a navy blue oversized T-shirt. You know, I'm a size small. I probably was wearing a medium or a large T-shirt that was just super baggy on me and just, like... Really yucky clothes. <laughs> you I used know? to have to wear. My mother used to shop for me all the time, and I could. I wasn't allowed to wear jeans. Why like you had to wear khakis? Up. Yeah, like nice pants for school. Even though it was a public school, yeah. um, she just and it wasn't wouldn't required. let me go out in jeans. Nope, and other kids wore jeans. Everybody's wearing jeans. I wasn't allowed to wear shorts to school. Oh, it's hot that you wear it now, though. I mean, what? Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, well, are you allowed to wear shorts to school? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, everybody else wore shorts to school. So yeah. we were always the weird kids. And people... So was I in the exact opposite way. <laughs> you know, because my mother did dress me. Yeah. And always would buy me new things all the time. And I was yeah, the weird kid because everybody wanted to dress down. Oh. I remember one day, I like a, like you see in the movies, I had to leave the house and change in the car to jeans so my mother wouldn't see me leaving the house. You're like them. a teenage girl. <laughs> like a teenage girl, I know. <laughs> like, don't wear that midriff shirt. That's why I always sing that song. How lovely to be a woman and change from boys to men to pick out a fancy nightgown and stay out after ten. Nothing? No, I don't know that one. No, why would you? How it's about from Bye Bye Birdie and who would know it? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Except middle-aged gay men. I know, but I say oh. I sing it to myself all the time, and, I'm like, and then I find myself, I'm like, what am I doing? How about she's 16, she's beautiful, it's Ringo Star. and she's mine. Ringo Starr, right? <laughs> You're 16. Yeah. She's yeah. How do you get away like with that song? Cream. That was a huge... Peaches and cream. Right. It's like, like strawberry, strawberry wine. wine. You're, You're 16. You're You're beautiful. beautiful. Hey, oh That was also yeah. Woody Allen's favorite song. Yeah. Except he changed the lyrics to "She's ten, she's beautiful, <laughs> and, and I'm she's going to marry her at some point." My wife. Yeah, that is weird. Um, <laughs> and hot at the same time. Oh my god! What? You're a pedophile. Yeah. Well, you know. No, I'm just. Uh, I wouldn't. Not the ten-year-olds. But twelve, you know, eighteen. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, you know, in my head, when I picture them talking and how they fell in love, it's 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 sexy. Oh, my God. Why is that sexy? I don't... Because guys are retarded. Because that's your fantasy. No, it's not my fantasy. It's just a fantasy. I mean... To get... That's like... I almost think he did it to get back at his ex-wife. Oh, I don't think that at all. No? No. I, I don't think he wanted that to happen in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think he... Well, I don't... Who knows? You know what? Anyway. And the worst part is, this guy makes such good movies, and now everybody is torn, especially women, to work on them, to watch them. I used to always see every Woody Allen movie with Sarah Silverman. That's what we do. That's wow, our thing. no way. And now she won't go anymore. Wow. Because everybody's conflicted. It's tough. I'm to... not. I'm going to go every time. I don't care. Because you don't... He's Because you separate the artists from the pedophile. I do. I don't look at it that way, but I can see how a woman would. Yes. And and But here's the... I mean, how ironic is this? This guy, where women won't go because they're... A lot of men, too. But, um, like, Mayor Farrow's son. You know? But um, how weird is it that this guy is the only man who can write parts for women? 
great parts. The only male writer in, and I want to say I'm doing air quotes, Hollywood, that writes unbelievable because parts for women. Because he's a big creep and he, like, eavesdrops on women. Maybe. You might be and right. Study, and studies their dialogue. He probably sit, has sat in numerous coffee shops listening to women talk. And That's what you think? <laughs> now, see, a... now you've ruined it for me. I just thought he had insight. <laughs> but think about, uh, I, I, I mean, I can add it you. up. I mean, he he might have won women about 10 Oscars, and it just gets better. And I'm talking about, this two years ago, Kate Blanchett won for Blue Jasmine, in which she was brilliant in. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's amazing. And no other writers can really write. She was so funny. She was amazing. You think she was funny? At the acceptance speech. Oh, what did she say? She was just really funny. I thought you were talking about she was funny in the movie, and I'm like, I don't know. I didn't find no, no, a laugh no. in that in time. Her, in her award ceremony. Well, everybody was worried that she was going to say something because of the, that's when the thing oh, came up. Oh, shut up. So she was like, do I accept it? Do I know? Yeah, what is she going to do? She's not going to accept the award. You know, when what thing the came up? Thing. When, that's, when she won that award is when the allegations of him touching his seven-year-old daughter, that Dylan oh. or something, came up. Not oh, just him marrying. Right, right, right. Yeah. Not marrying Soon Yi. Um, so... To talk about conflicted in that sense. You're a woman. You're you're getting the best actress Oscar, and what do you do? What do you do? You say go fuck yourself, and I'm going to win this. I'm going to take it home and put it on my mantle. I'm not going to think a second thought about it. <laughs> We're too hard for this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And a yeah, brilliant yeah. part. I mean, completely deserving of yeah, an Oscar. She's amazing. If she hadn't won, it would have been like a. And if she hadn't won, it would have been because of that scandal, possibly. But then, you know, what are you going to do? Well, you're not going to give it to her? It was unbelievable performance. And think about that. The guy's like 80. That was two years ago he wrote that amazing movie, Blue Jasmine. Wow. How great was that? How great was Andrew Dice Clay in that movie? Right? Yeah. It's good. And Louis was in it, too. Louis C.K. Was he? Yeah, it's fun when you see your, you know, your friends in a movie like that. It's very exciting. See, you have more friends than Kevin Brennan does. Well, I have friends. Yeah. I have friends also outside of show business. You also burn bridges, too, though. Uh, yeah, but um, I make up when necessary. You're you're a fast maker-upper. I love making up. I love burning bridges, and then I enjoy the healing process as well. It's fun. You almost I like become that. better friends. Look at us. Right? Yeah. Because we have a scar that we're still healing, and so you're eager to heal it. I like having feuds with people. I think it's fun and entertaining, and it makes I life I think so, living. too. I have friends yeah. who I've been friends with for a long time that we've never fought, and I almost would rather hang out with friends I fought with. Yeah. It makes it more sometimes. interesting, right? It's yeah. like a tug of war. Well, especially like when you meet somebody like the way we have, you know, the way it started. That's exciting. That's an exciting story. If we become friends, you know, uh, down the road, it'll be a great way to, you know, how we met. <laughs> I mean, nothing's better than the way me and Murphy met. You know, How'd he, you guys meet? He, um, I was passed out on an escalator on, at the Times Square subway station, and he saved me from um, the... And hitting my head. It kept what? hitting my... Were you drunk? Yeah. I was hammered. And I passed out. And, and he, he just randomly me. found you? I guess he was heading home. Or were you guys together? No, we were not together. He randomly found me. Yeah. What? He knew who I was Shut from the improv. Up. But we weren't friendly. And he saw you and was like, holy shit, there's he Dave Jessica. And he, he was Let like, me save are you all right? Life. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm like, and it was cutting into the and back of my coat. were other people just walking by you? It was late. It was like three in the morning. There wasn't even anybody on the oh, okay. Maybe they were walking. You know what? They were walking by now that I think about it. If I can, I can kind of envision it in my head. Like I, I kind of know which escalator I was on. It was like off the seven or something. I don't even know where I was coming yeah. from. Yeah. Mike Boschetti probably walked by. Maybe. <laughs> you know? You never <laughs> I know. I didn't meet him till the 90s. This was in the 80s. Oh, Wow. Yes, I'm very old. I have to pee so bad. What did I tell you about drinking that beer? What's the first thing I said when you took that beer out of that refrigerator? (laughs)
What did I say? I have to pee. I said, so be careful bad. of that beer because then you're going to have to pee. I know. Should I pee? Should Absolutely. I pause it? What, if you don't pee, then everything I say, you're just going to be thinking about having to okay, pee. Okay, yeah, let me pause it. The first thing I said when you said, should I have a beer instead of the Coke, I said, don't drink the beer, you have to go to the bathroom. But as opposed to Coke, I would have. Yeah, beer is worse for having to go to the bathroom. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. It affects. I, I can't have beer if I know I'm going somewhere. You know, I have to start with a like a scotch or something like that instead. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I can end the night with beer. But, you know, if I'm, like, driving through the Lincoln Tunnel or something, I can't. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be drinking at all. So let's just scratch that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good well, to have you back and well-rested. I couldn't drink the Coke because we didn't have a bottle opener. Yeah, but we could, I could have found one. I'm sure this guy has a bottle opener somewhere. You know, I was mean to some boys in sixth grade. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> One time for Christmas, I gave this kid a bar of soap because he smelled. <laughs> yeah, but that's hilarious. I, I mean, wrapped, that's, that's the I wrapped, right thing to do. I wrapped it in Christmas gift wrap paper. That's really mean. Is it really mean? But it sends the message. And if you had to, if, if you were saying in alphabetical order, and are you talking about David Juskow? Because... <laughs> If I was sitting next to you and I smoke, because we would be sitting next to each other JK. in class, um, I guess I'd want you to tell me. I guess. I'd be devastated. And then this other kid... But if you really smelled, I mean, how can you put up with it, right? This other kid had, like, a, one of those mullets that just is, like, a single mullet that goes down... Oh, now you are talking about me. No. Oh, so and he had, like, a tail. Ew. So I made fun of him. I went to service merchandise and I bought a oh one. Oh my god, I love that place. I bought a one pound weight, and I wrapped it because he was like a scrawny little kid, and I gave that to him for Christmas. What does that have to do with his hair? I was just describing his hair. Nothing. It has oh. nothing to do with it. Uh, well, that's not a horrible gift. Yes, it is. It's me. Did he get the joke? Was he angry, or did he go thanks? Thank you for paying attention to me. Oh, maybe he did that. That's what I would do. I probably wouldn't have understood. Oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Esther Koo. Do you no, I think when out? he opened it, I just started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> See, what, look at that laugh. It's sometimes so mean. <gasps> well, you know what? I grew up in a mean house. Like, we used to call each yeah, other. Yeah, you like, don't have to pass it off to everybody else. But that's just how Horrible. I am. Well, it sucks sometimes. I'm sorry. It makes people feel bad. I know, but you should be able to take it. It well, makes you stronger. It brings you back to sixth grade. It builds your character. No. It <laughs> and it's not just me. It's like everybody. Like I, I was telling the story on my podcast the other day when I was talking about you. There was a guy who was the HR director, <laughs> another HR director at my office. And we have these outings. And we'd all get on the bus and go to like Chelsea Piers or something, you know, not far, um, like on a summer outing. And he goes... Okay, when we get off the bus, we're going to go to the second floor. And he says it like that. And I go, hey, everybody, we're going to the second floor. And the, everybody on the bus started dying because I was imitating him. This is, you know, five years. You know, I was already, like, 40. You know, like, and we're making fun <laughs> of this guy like he's 12. Yeah. And the, the manager, everybody's dying. They're dying laughing because they But he got his feelings could. hurt? He stood there like a deer in the headlights. Like he just, like, somebody just pulled his pants down. Nowadays, they say a kangaroo with headlights. Is that right? Well, because there's this Australian guy who, like, punched a kangaroo in the oh, face. Oh, I saw... Yeah. The kangaroo that, just stood there, like, what uh, the hell? I don't like that story that bothered me. I saw that, too. Um, anyway, I talked to that guy later, and he goes, yeah, it reminded me... 
it brought me back to when I was in like sixth grade when I was born in Brooklyn, but we moved to Pennsylvania and everybody would make fun of my accent. Now, I'd never, I didn't think he had a strong accent. He just said that one word really funny that day and I just made fun of it. But I guess if you are in Pennsylvania and a guy comes from Brooklyn, it's it's noticeable. And he said it just, it, it threw me off because I was stunned. Like we were friendly, but it apparently it threw him off because he was back in and sixth grade again. you were the mean one. I was the mean one. Like, isn't it fun to be mean? Uh, it was great because uh, <laughs> the funniest thing in the whole world. But I felt horrible after he told me. Like, I'm like, I didn't mean for him to. I thought he could take it. It was so stupid, you know. It's like, um, you're right. It's uh, there. There is a a soft shell uh, amongst everybody, I guess. But um, but it's also it was so small. It was so tiny. I thought he he probably doesn't know he has that accent. You know, he's not thinking of it. Second floor. He felt, he felt <laughs> like you were ridiculing him. Well, I was. But but it's yeah. just silly. It's just it's just his accent. Who cares? It's a, and that's the funny thing. It's like a tough accent. It's like you're not. Like I wonder how many people's feelings I've heard that I don't even know. That oh, I've heard. lots. I guarantee. Especially as being a woman, you've probably heard a lot of boys. You know, that's easy to do when you're growing up. You hurt a lot of men's no, feelings. No, when boys I was growing feelings. up, people always hurt my feelings. Well, I suppose that it goes both ways. No, but I, I guess I was saying more like you broke men's hearts a lot, probably. No, that was later in life. When I was a kid, like, guys made fun of me and stuff all the time. Because I was, like, a weird-looking kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see a picture? Uh, no. <laughs> I think I want to remember you the way you are now. <laughs> and now, kind of, I want to see the picture. Uh, do you? Yeah. I want to show you the picture okay. because, I don't know, it's, you know, I, it's weird going from the girl that people made fun of and then... To me, when I'm making fun of people and being quote-unquote mean, I almost don't even expect people to take it seriously because I don't, I don't feel like I even have that power to like, get somebody's feelings hurt about it, you know? Like, I'm almost, I'm almost surprised. Like, I was surprised when, when this happened with me and you. Oh, goodness. But look at my buck teeth Oh, there. my God. Yeah. I know. Well, I could see making fun of you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those glasses. I mean, Mr. Magoo. I mean, how thick are those glasses? I have. Uh, Is it necessary to wear those? That's what I'm saying. All right, your friend, you, you got a little cute kind of thing going. You're, you're cute. You look, you look good. Your hair looks good. But these glasses. No, my hair looks horrible. Well, I, I, I find any long hair attractive. So, because I can't grow my own. So, um, but the, why those glasses? Cause, That's because your mother was doing it on purpose. When I was when I went to because you wouldn't be you're right about the teeth and everything but everybody could look through them but it's those glasses that make you retarded. Oh, I know. <laughs> I had horrible glasses, and when you pick out frames for your glasses, you have to pick them out while you still have your other glasses on, or else you can't fucking see. And so sometimes I would go to the optometrist. And but why I would, so big? You have such a small face, and you have these huge Michael Caine glasses on. Because it was uh, you know the style back then, I guess. No, it was not. No, <laughs> it's because my parents had horrible eye vision insurance. I, I don't know. It's yeah. it a HMO, probably something that sucked. I, I don't, you know, there's a Simpsons episode where Homer is going to cheat on his uh, wife, thinking about it, with this girl from the office, and then he comes home and I don't know. Bart was uh, he got corrective shoes and he had to wear glasses. Like all the, he went home and he saw his family was so disgusting, and it was this episode where Bart had to wear these huge thick glasses, and he had to put his hair back because he had lice or something and it was all this mess. but those glasses remind me of when Homer came home and he's like oh crap this is my life like that's how bad those glasses are 
Oh, I had worse glasses than that too. That's impossible. And they would always break. And I also wasn't taught hygiene. Like I would shower. I would <laughs> really? shower like. And you gave somebody else a bar of soap. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, why weren't you taught hygiene? You would shower and what? What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Sometimes, like I remember telling my friend Katie, like, "Oh, I haven't showered for taking a bath in four weeks." <gasps> four weeks. And ew. Based on her reaction, I was like, "Just kidding," but I wasn't kidding. What? Your parents just let you do that, or you? My parents just like wasn't there to parent. They ew. were. I'm like, I was a latchkey kid. Again, um, do you ever see that Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy? Mm-hmm. Remember when he found out his kid was a smelly kid? Because he didn't oh, know yeah. he didn't know how to shower him or anything, but geez, you seems like your mother would. He was a alone dad that just got stuck with a kid. I mean, yeah. And your mother's Asian. I know. Right? Shouldn't no, they... we grew up in a nasty house, like disgusting. Aren't, you Dirty. know, isn't that a, a a very clean or you know organized ethnicity culture? or culture? Sorry, um, I mean, yeah. You know what? I find that when I go like visit Korean people, they're either usually really, really anally OCD clean, or, or they're the really, they're like uh, hoarders. Interesting. And they can't let go of That makes anything. sense. The Japanese are known for being very clean. Minimalist. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Koreans are, are different, you're saying. I'm clean now. I've, well, yes. I've gone a whole... I figured that out. I don't think I could hang out with you if you were not clean. But, um, but it's true. I was the dirty kid making fun oh. of the dirty kid. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, I guess. You know, if you're going to be the dirty kid, then I'm just going to make fun of another dirty kid. It's a smart move. Yeah. Otherwise, people will make fun of you. And people make See, fun of you. See, you're a survivor. I'm a survivor. Like the Jews. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. I was mean Not to like my, a Holocaust. I was mean to my teachers, too. You were? I mean, except the ones that I liked. I guess I was, too. My teachers liked me, but I was mean. I made fun of my teachers. Yeah, I had the same thing, I guess. I think that's what happens with most comedians. Um, I had teachers that absolutely loved me and would bend over backwards, and then there were the others. Yeah. And there was no in-between. Who hated us. Hated. Like, where they told me, like uh, in the breakfast club, you're not going to know it, but I'm going to find you. When you're long gone, you've forgotten about this place, I'm going to find you. I'm going to fuck you up. Just like that HR director said to me at the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, I get that from principals and teachers all the time. I don't even know what I did. Just being goofy. I wasn't even mean to them. They just hated me. They hated my attitude. And my attitude being just a goofball, not really being ever mean. They were just so angry. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I just rub people the wrong way. It's a talent. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I rub people the wrong way, too, so yeah. I don't even see how you would rub people the wrong way. That's how much I rub people the wrong way. Yeah, I do. You know, it's when I meet people, they either say, like, oh, I like that kid, or they're just like, what an asshole. There's, There's just something in inside you that just does that. Maybe yeah, you I just guess. want a reaction. Well, that's people. true. Sometimes you want to go for the reaction. Sometimes, you know? yeah. Like, my poli-sci teacher in high school said... The coups have too much control over the media. Really? Yeah, because I wrote but on the... But that's like a racist thing to say, isn't it? I mean, if you say Jews, but... Yeah, but... It was me and my brother. We were doing like a little newspaper on the side, outside of the school Oh, paper. oh, I thought... Uh, okay, right. I thought... I don't know what. 
Oh, you yeah. were actually doing... He was making a joke. No, he wasn't making a joke. He was getting angry about it. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not that bad, though. Because you, you said you and your brother. Yeah. I thought he was talking about your parents and shit like that. Oh, like, that's no, why he was no, like, no, boy, no. Like this guy. Oh. <laughs> Here, I thought you were going to say that you thought he said the coons. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't think that I was for like, a minute. what is he thinking? No, um, my no. school was very anti-Semitic. Was it? My junior high was, yeah. In what way? Like, people would make fun of you? Well, let's just say that they um, called me Berkowitz for two years because of the Son of Sam killer, David Berkowitz, because my first name was David and I was Jewish. They called me Berkowitz for two years. Wow. Um, and But when I first got there, they're like, yeah, we don't like Jews. Because, and, and, like, they even said it in Spanish class, like, in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> no me gusta los judios. Yeah, and they're like, why? Because like, uh, all they do is make money and shit. Like, but you kind of even knew that it was coming from their parents, because then when you know we get to know each other more, then they started calling me Burko instead. Burko? <laughs> yeah, instead of Berkowitz. When I still meet people from junior high, they're like, "What's up, Burko?" I finally told my mother that she was very upset. <laughs> First, well, you're Jewish, right? I mean, you're. My your first name is David. comedy partner in Boston was a Jew, and we would call ourselves Ku and the Jew. Oh, that's funny. And we would go on stage together and say obscene things. And he was like, "See, with a with a petite Asian girl here, I can say anything now." And we would just go up and insult like fat people <laughs> and everybody. Really? Was it funny? It was funny. Well, yeah. Where was this? It was in Boston. Oh, right. You said Boston. Yeah. We're at that Chinese restaurant? At the Hong Kong. The Hong Kong. Is at that the, the comedy, famous one? The comedy studio on the third floor of the Hong Kong. Yeah, did you see that guy's uh, documentary, Barry Crimmins? Oh, yeah, I did. Was that good? I did, yeah. It was good. I was down at the Comedy Cellar doing their podcast, and he was on. And Nomad, the owner of the cellar, had said, have you seen the Crimmins documentary? I had no idea who he was talking about. I've never heard of this guy in my life. But when I looked him up online, he looked very familiar. I've probably seen him a hundred times on, like, television in the 80s or something like that. For sure. Uh, right. So then I saw that. So then we had him on the show, and me and Adam were just like, guy's kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, we, I'd never met him before. I didn't know anything about him. didn't see the documentary. I went home that night, watched the documentary, and I'm like, oh, my God, now I get it. And now I feel horrible for the way I acted to him. or from Now I get where it's all coming from. Wow, what a great documentary. And if you're ever thinking about doing a documentary on somebody else, you got to add in that reveal. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, even though it's, it's horrible. But that reveal that you find out of why, what makes him what he is, is uh, fascinating. Did you see him again after that ever? No, I've never seen him again. Never met him before. I never Are saw you going to say anything next time you see him? If I see him, I would absolutely... Apologize? I, I would apologize. I'd say, first of all, I, I, I think I might have been a little... Uh, not nasty, but there's probably a good word, a, a little, a little unappreciative during the podcast or so because it wasn't that bad. I mean, but like, do you think he looked at you guys like these guys haven't seen my documentary? No, not like that. I think he looked at us like we were making fun or not understanding his passion for what he was talking about. Oh, we were a little rude because he was a little standoffish, but we didn't understand. But that's how he is. We didn't know. We'd yeah. never met him. None of us had ever met him before. Right. Uh, but now I get it. Now I really get it. Fascinating documentary. And the reason we were there, there's so many people that could be fascinating for a documentary, but you need that 
one thing that he has that just kind of blows the lid off all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's on Netflix if you want to check it, it out. It is, people. and that's where I saw it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called something Luck. It has Luck in the title. Uh, and just look up Luck Barry Crimmins and you'll it'll come up. Good Luck Chuck. No, that is definitely not what it is. That's another comedian's <laughs> poor movie that ruined his career. Whose movie is uh, I think that? It's Dane Cook, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that what the one in the Walmart? No, that's employee Simpson? of the month. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This I guy saw. made some horrible movies. I saw movies, that one too. Which I guess ruined his career. Oh my god! Uh, that poor guy. I actually feel bad for him. He seems like a nice guy. For Dane Cook, you feel he bad. Got, well, he got. His money got all taken from him from his like brothers or stepbrother or something. Or, really? Not stepbrother, like a brother-in-law. You know the classic story: managing his money, stole everything, mismanaged, um, stole, I believe, and then just you know, bad movie choices. Remember how he became famous? MySpace. Right. Well, that tells the story, right? <laughs> you know, it's like a, <laughs> you know who even remembers MySpace? You know. <laughs> yeah. I remember when me and Atel were always talking. We were like. So are you friends with Tom? You know, <laughs> remember everybody was friends with Tom on MySpace, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Tom's great. It's great, you know, because he invented MySpace. So you're always friends with Tom first. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's so funny. I feel bad for Tom. You would put Tom in your top eight. <laughs> right, right. But it's so funny that um, now you know this guy comes in, he makes Facebook, and it just blows away MySpace, and and is still around for like a long period of time, much longer than anyone could have guessed. And it just keeps getting bigger. They bought, it keeps they, getting they bigger. Instagram. Oh, they did? Yeah. When? Recently? Like a year ago. Oh, that is interesting. Well, that'll yeah. be good. I can't... That's why when you look at stuff on your Facebook, like if you're browsing on Facebook and you go shopping from that browser, that shit will show up on oh, your Oh, I was Instagram always wondering feed. why. Yeah, I couldn't... Because it's connected. Oh. And so if you're looking at a shirt on Facebook, there it is in your Instagram Yeah, feed. I was wondering how they knew about my, uh, you know, my hair color. Robots are taking over. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, wait, how do they possibly know about the hair color I enjoy? <laughs> that so was shocking. Tell us about your Godfather show. Well, um, the Godfather, sh- I, I've been doing a reading of the Godfather. It's called The Year of the Godfather because I've been trying to do the whole movie in one year because I keep doing it in five parts. Take the whole first movie and we do readings of it and I make it, you know, I'm doing the air quotes again funny because that's to everybody's own judgment but it has been really good and it's really well received um i stopped doing it i was supposed to do one in november but i'm waiting for Susie essman to play apollonia i read her book you did yeah yeah she's really nice but i thought she would make a really good apollonia if you know the movie um that's the one michael corleone marries marries in um italy Mm -hmm. so i thought she'd be really funny where um so you're waiting for her to become unemployed no she's Taping Curb Your Enthusiasm now, and that was the issue. So I'm waiting for... Yeah, I guess I mean I'm waiting for her to become... Well, no, she's into doing it. Available. But she, the schedule is... Over. Anyway, with or without her, I can't wait any longer. I'm doing it February 28th at the Village Underground. Uh, this December Who's 20th... Who's going to play that character? I don't know. I'll find somebody else. I'll take it a different direction, you know? Yeah. But on December 20th, I'm doing A Christmas Carol at the Village Underground with Dan Natterman as Scrooge and Mike Buschetti as Tiny Tim. And did you rewrite it? Yes. Yeah. That's what I do with The Godfather, too. I rewrite oh, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. It should be fun. I, mean, I it's, heard it's really you know, good. My friend Brittany went to it. Oh. To your Godfather. Is she friends with Richard Klein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I met her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she liked it? Because there was a couple people there where people told me they're like, they hated it. 
Oh, really? <laughs> a couple of young kids that didn't understand that at all. But um, oh. no, Brittany K. I saw her after. And, well, because right, Richard Klein was in. We used Richard Klein, Larry from Three's Company. He was he played Salazzo. Yeah. And he was great. And what a pleasure he is to work with. And everybody was so excited to see him. You know, they just get so excited to see him. I love him. Yeah, I know. He's so nice. So nice. Very nice. And a really, obviously, very good actor. Well, actually, you wouldn't know that for sure because, you know, he's playing this one character. But he's excellent. He's and so again, funny. really easy to work with. Very funny. Made up a couple of his own lines that were really funny. Uh, we always put a Three's Company gag in each one. Oh, You know, cool. just one. Just one so we're not mean. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, the last one got the biggest laugh in the entire show. What was the it? Second, or the second one we did. He goes, um... Well, Godfather, if you think a million dollars in finance is just, uh, you know, just uh, small financing, then uh, I, I, what was it? Uh, then, uh, oh, damn, it was like a, damn, I can't, it was like a, well, then maybe a beer at the Regal Beagle was just something like that. It was like oh, a, okay, and a cool. big laugh. And he's like, because uh, he was upset about put it when we put it in. And he's like, uh, all right. And then when he got it, he goes, damn, I wish I'd wrote that, you know, because it was like that. <laughs> Good reaction. Oh my God! Richard Klein came to my taping of the Jack and Triumph show once. Oh, he did. Yeah, and he sat in. Oh, the they front. must have been excited about that too. No. So Michael loves that kind of stuff. Well, but I was trying to like go around telling like people like, "Hey, Richard Klein is here from Three's Company," you know? Yeah. And uh, and I told the DP, and he kept he kept singing. Uh, go and knock on yeah, your door. Yeah, that's the worst when people do that. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, and I was just like, I shouldn't have told people. No, but you have to, and it's, he's used to it, because that's what happened when he came on. Uh, Noam was playing the theme song on his guitar, and uh, what are you going to do? He it's knows. Just it's just the way it, it's, it's weird that people would sing it in front of him that they wouldn't get, like, maybe yeah. he wouldn't like that. Um, plus, a lot of people call him Larry, you know, when they see him. Uh, which is a little rude, but what are you going to do? You know, I mean, that's, that's you know, just your lot in life. Larry. Um, yeah, but it was nice that. Yeah, so your friend said it was okay because yeah. it, it, it it worked really well. The last one was the best one we did so oh, far. Nice. That was the third one. So well. Um, anyway, Christmas Carol, December twentieth. December twentieth at the Village Underground. Yeah. And February twenty eighth. Twenty eighth for the Godfather, the continuation. Is it a leap year next year? No, never on the odd years. Oh, wow. Look at you with all the information. So, did you take a shit today? What's what's happening here? What are we... Is that the end of the podcast? What's... Yeah. I'm just wrapping up. Uh, no. No? I don't... Why are we... What? (laughs) Is this going somewhere? Because I always go through... This is, like, one of the things I do. Oh, well, um, I didn't... It's very rare for me to take one in the morning. Usually, um... That's not good. Do it around 7 o'clock. So, I should have, but I didn't. 7 p.m.? Yeah. Wow, you're backed up. Well, I would have taken one at the office if I felt I had to go before I came, but I didn't. Is it one of those individual bathrooms, or are you sure? No, that's... Well, I have a secret bathroom mm-hmm. on a special floor that mm-hmm. I go to um, that nobody knows about. Do people know you're going to poo? What yeah, they pretty much know. They, the receptionist the calls office? me. She goes, uh, so I guess I know where you're going. To shit. Yeah. Are you embarrassed by it? Oh, not really. I love talking about it, so it's funny that I'm... Don't like talking about it. no, but I, you know I got like baby wipes and stuff that I use because like you know I like to be very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you have a hairy asshole. No, no, I usually uh, keep it pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like you I, shave it? Yeah, I shave it sometimes. Oh my god, isn't that the best? Well, yeah, actually. It's, I shave my butthole, <laughs> okay, and shaving your own butthole is really difficult because it's very difficult. You gotta be you can't careful. See it? It's behind you. Yeah. So you have to lift up your leg, 
and then carefully go with the razor. Yeah. So you, it's like if you come back with any hair on there, it's a victory. Yeah. Oh, well, good point. Yeah. But I, I will shave a, around that area, you know, in a whole, And isn't it amazing? So I'm not expecting anything to happen around there, you know. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just, just like being clean. Yeah. It's funny that, you know, I got hair everywhere else, but my head, it's so, it's a cruel joke. Aww. You know? Although, my, I'm not that hairy. Like, my back's not that hairy or anything. Like, mm -hmm. I, I've got it waxed before, too. Because I like to be, I would prefer to you wax. You have good ears. I would wax my entire body if I could. Or I'd like to be just completely hairless, except I would give anything for much more hair on top of my head. It's so <laughs> cruel. And I was thinking about getting plugs, too. Like, I was uh, talking to this guy, uh -huh. uh, this one of these comedians that does an amazing, amazing job. We talked about it for a while. and um, I think I know who it is. Really? Well, don't mm -hmm. say it now, but <laughs> it's in California. Uh-huh. Uh, but they have a great doctor, and I would, I would go to him. If I was living in California, I probably would have done it. Probably. But you want to just, just a little stay bit, in New York and a little be real. bit, you know. Yeah. I get for, you know, men, it, 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 women don't really care, but no, we don't care at all. Yeah, but it's 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 weird how it affects a man. It's very you can be fat, you can be you know all, everything else, but the hair for some reason is just this horrible thing that happens that we can't deal with, and nobody can tell you anything differently if that's the way you feel. Well, we don't. We really don't care. I know. And we know, but it still makes us feel horrible. I don't know. Maybe we don't know, and we know, and I don't know. I mean, everybody knows that you don't really care, but there's definitely a point of us to say they're lying. But no, it's not about that. I think it's, it's just the way about, you... For women, it's not about looks at all. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, you know, for, for most of the boys you know, uh, <laughs> you know, most of the comedians. But, um, yeah, there's just something about losing your hair that just sucks. It just makes you cry. Aw, well, you know, I, I never thought I was going to lose my hair. I lost. I had alopecia. I started losing my hair. Oh, you did really? Yeah, I had a huge spot. It started out this big. My friend has that. And then it became somebody this you know. Big How'd you get it hair. back? I rubbed onion juice on it. And where did you hear that? On the internet, and that didn't work. And oh. what else did I do? I could have actually. You could have called me. I would have told you that probably wasn't going to work. Um. Yeah. So I was. Because like, if that worked, I'm going to use it tonight juice. when I get home. I was squeezing juice <laughs> out of onions. Yeah. And then I went to the dermatologist and I got a steroid shot. Oh, yeah. My friend did that, but his hair didn't come back. Lost his eyebrows, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, Dave Jeskow, thanks for doing my podcast. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. It's been really fun. I mean, really fun. I mean, it's just such a strange thing because it doesn't feel like we're... Because I'm not wearing headphones mm -hmm. and we're just kind of talking. Like, it's, it's a very different way to do it, but I, I like it. I think it made me feel very free and easy to kind of talk, you know? You are free and easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people can follow you on Twitter. That's true, at Dave Juskow. At Dave Juskow. There's yeah. no T in Juskow. There is not. It's J-U-S-K-O-W. Right? Sometimes I get it. Sometimes instead of the K, they put the C or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. Just a cow, just whatever. All right, well, come out to his godfather and... Well, definitely come to the Christmas Carol. The Christmas 20. Carol show. Thank you guys so much. Follow him online. Thanks for listening. Bye.